Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You hear the horns. That means it's an emergency show. Welcome to Andy Staples on three. And yes, we have a four-team playoff. No, not everyone is happy about it. In fact, some people are decidedly unhappy about it. Florida State, undefeated, 13-0, ACC champion, left out. Alabama's in at four. Texas, three. Washington, two. Michigan, one. The debate will continue. Statements are being released from everyone. The worst that we've seen, not because of who said it or what they said, that he had to say it at all. Jordan Travis tweeting that he wished he'd broken his leg earlier so that people could see how good Florida State really was and that we weren't just Jordan Travis and the and the Jordanaires. It just breaks your heart. Absolutely heartbreaking from Jordan Travis because there's nothing that he or the Seminoles could do about this. They did everything they were supposed to do. The committee also did what they were supposed to do. They were charged with picking the four best teams. I think if we polled most of America, they would have said these are the four best. The problem is it shouldn't be four. It should be 12, which is why they're moving it to 12. They had a chance to move it to 12 earlier. And as you'll see in my conversation with J.D. Piquel, we were on as they were revealing the teams, and then we broke down the playoff field and Florida State. There was an opportunity to go to 12 this year. Well, I think we remember who stood in the way of that. And you probably should remember that too. Here's me and J.D. Best four teams. Right. That's becoming a very but it's thin always ice to walk. It's along. always been that it's supposed to be the best four teams, right? But they don't. They they've not always done that. Mm-hmm. Like TCU last year. If we're just saying subjectively, poll everybody. We have Michigan at number one. There we go. Okay, we got action. Michigan got action is number one, as we expected. So my my arguments fell on deaf ears about Washington potentially being number one. <laughs> sure. But Michigan is number one. I, I think we can pretty safely assume Washington's number two. And I think that's probably the right order. As good as Washington has been, as good as Michigan's been, I mean, I know a big thing with Michigan all year long was the eye test. That was why they were at three before playing anybody ranked. One's probably right for Michigan. By the way, can, can we just step back and think about this for a second? Jim Harbaugh was suspended for six yeah. of 13 games. Yeah. And Michigan's the number one seed in the playoff. Like, how weird, how wild is that? Took half the year off. That, that's a great <laughs> job. You say, hey, I'm taking PTO for no, half the no, year. No, he I'll took be, Saturdays off. Okay, yeah, that's those, right. Those, those suspend, and, and they're, because they're different types of suspensions. If you, if you, you had a self-imposed, Washington is number two. There you go. If you had a self-imposed NCAA, or a self-imposed suspension, mm-hmm. you can, you can say work during the week, take Saturday off. Mm-hmm. If it's an NCAA suspension, which that was on the table too, you still, have to miss still on the table, quite frankly. Well, it is, but yeah. not for this year. Yep. So, just wild to think that the six of the 13 games, the head coach was not there. 
number one seed. And speaks volumes to what Michigan is too. Oh, and I mean, to do too. it without yeah. without your head coach yeah. on the sideline. It says a lot about that roster. Well, and it's it's a lot of a reason why they're the number one seed. It, yep. You feel like this roster, if they get into some situations in the in the playoff where games are tight or tough, that they're going to coalesce around one another and, and probably be pretty good. And the fact that we've seen now Sharon Moore, <laughs> that's the answer. Didn't have the same acting head coach yeah. in the six games. Yeah. Four of those games were Sharon Moore games. I think we know now he's a, a good game day coach. Great, yeah. A good game day okay. player. Texas is number three. That's big. All right. That's huge. Okay, so what does that tell you about that four spot? Does that make you feel more or less confident about Bama at four? No, because this is what we thought was going to happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think you can make an argument for Florida State at three, being undefeated. Uh, oh, all right, I get where you're you going. I'm, I'm picking up I mean, what you're putting down. So, yeah, so that means that Texas pulled – or Bama's win pulled Texas to three mm-hmm. because Texas must be ahead of Bama. So this means we get an Alamo Bowl rematch from last year. How about that? How about the that? The difference a year makes. How about that? Washington, Texas, that'll be a good one. It was, a, it was an okay Alamo Bowl. Wasn't bad. I, I wouldn't have picked it as a playoff spot, a, a playoff match yeah. to be here later, but that was a good game. Now I would assume I would assume we're going to get the, the Washington Texas game in the Sugar Bowl, sure, because I don't think Michigan wants to. Well, I, that's not true. If it, well, either way, Florida State or Alabama, I don't think you want to play them in New Orleans. I'm holding my breath here for this fourth spot. It's man. wild. I'm legitimate. I'm legitimately. On I edge think they here. need to go to commercial. I'm le- yeah, they. If, <laughs> if I'm ESPN, I'm going to go to commercial before this. Like I am not. Yeah, I'm going to milk this for all it's I'm worth. I'm running a YouTube mid roll right now, live. If you're if you're the committee or if you're ESPN, but what does your gut tell you here, Andy? I think it's going to be Alabama. You think so? I think that's the, see. I think that's the it best would, thing. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Florida State. Yep. But I just and I since you said that a couple minutes ago about Texas going to three. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're in my head. Like, <laughs> I've, I've infiltrated. Because I think you, you may be right. If they were going to do Florida State and Texas, they would make Florida State three. Doesn't it feel that way a little bit? I mean, and they really, it really feels like they've gotten out. In, and I don't know how much the PR is involved with the actual committee, but we've really hammered home the best four teams, yeah. relevant players, like all this. It feels yeah. like, you know, I'm holding my breath here as we're looking to maybe find the fourth team here. You think it'll go five or six? Then you go four right now. Will, oh, they, will they make us wait for four? They'll, I, they'll go six. Here's six, uh, Georgia. My heart dropped. I, was <laughs> I was like, they actually did it. No, they just they, no, no. They, they went for it. No, they were milking this. <laughs> it reminds me of like when America's Andy. Funniest Home Videos came out. They would announce who was second place first, and then they would have one in three in the in the boxes. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just announce third place first and have one in two in the boxes? Because I already know which one was the worst of the three. It was like that Steve Harvey moment where he crowns the wrong Miss America. Yes. If that's what it felt like, I was like, oh my goodness. They punched the wrong graphic or the wrong, like, I don't know what Graphics, happened. Graphics, oh, we got it. Alabama's number four. Wow. You called that. Ah, uh, you called you that. called that. We uh, called that together. Hey, that is, to be clear, that is the best thing. That is the best thing for the player. For the viewer. For the viewer. I think it's the best right team. I think it's the best four teams. And you got to credit the committee. Okay. As, even though I've said that's what it's going to be since last night, mm-hmm. like watching it, seeing Florida State slotted in there at number five, like makes me droop. Oh, it your just, heart breaks. Like for them. heart breaks. They did everything they could do. Heart breaks. For Every them. single thing they could do. Yep. They lost their quarterback and they kept winning. Like yep. it's just like if I'm Mike Norvell, there's nothing I can say to those guys. Nothing. 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 What do you? I mean, what do you say? Hey, guys, we should have done and, and X, honest, Y, and Z thing. If different. I'm no. if I'm Florida State's president. I am calling the conference office and saying, once again, you have failed us. Yeah, absolutely. You have completely failed us. Absolutely. Because, again, this is partially Jim Phillips' fault 
that there's not a 12-team playoff this year. Yep. So, you know, if Jim Phillips is looking around his office and going, why is my petard here and why am I being hoisted on it? You, like, you did this to yourself. I don't know what a petard is. Well, you get hoisted by it. Oh, okay. It's, it's the thing you get hoisted by. <laughs> so, I, I just Golly, it's amazing man. to me. And, and, yeah, if I'm Michael Alford, the AD at, at Florida State, I am – even further in my bag about trying to get out of the ACC because yes. the ACC failed you. 100%. Absolutely failed you. Without question. Without question. I mean, if you're Florida State, there literally is nothing else you could have earthly controlled. Yep. So, I mean, it really is, I think. And I, it's, it's hard because I lean one way where I say, if you're Florida State, you should be livid. You have every right to be livid. But then I lean the other way and say, okay, well, these are the best four teams. This, this is what the committee is right. supposed to it's, do. It, right, because they were given these parameters. Yep. They were told it's a, there are four slots and it's – the four best. I, I we had Greg McElroy on the show on Thursday, and he said that the playoff number of playoff teams should just flex based on how many deserving teams there are each year. Mm-hmm. And so this year you could have eight. Another year you could have four. I don't hate that. I don't Another hate year that. you could just BCS it and do two. I don't hate that at all. I, I, yeah, I think it'd be great. I, I told him that his his bosses at ESPN were having panic attacks that he would even mention that. They they like things nice and tidy. Yeah. Like they know like to know what it's going to be. Uh, so Michigan and Alabama will play in the Rose Bowl. Yep. That is, that is going to be January 1st, 5 p.m. Eastern, sun setting over the San Gabriel Mountains, followed by Washington and Texas in the Sugar Bowl. It, it is. So Michigan, Alabama. Think about this. Rose Bowl. Michigan, Alabama. Harbaugh, Saban. All of the things at once. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, you think about the, the defense that Alabama saw yesterday against Georgia. Michigan's probably watching that game back and saying, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. well, we, we got to defend that quarterback. And we talked about it after the game yesterday. It wasn't like Georgia was just confused defensively. Mm-hmm. They just got straight up out-physicaled and, and yeah. out-leveraged and just beat. Just plain now, old-fashioned beat. What I want to see, because that Georgia lo- defensive line this year, not the aliens it's been the last two years. Guess who has aliens on their defensive line? That would be the Michigan Wolverines. Kenneth Grant yep. is a freaking alien. Yep. I'm so excited. I wonder I wonder a little bit about the team speed compared to Georgia. Like do you think Michael Barrett's running like Smile Monday is? Do you, do you think they got I, I think guys it's that close. It's them? probably not identical, mm-hmm. but I think it's, the gap between Michigan athletically and the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the Georgia the world has closed considerably in the past Definitely. few years. Definitely. I, I I mean, I think back to the Michigan Ohio State game 8 days ago, it didn't feel like there was an appreciable difference. No. And Ohio State's roster is just as athletic as Georgia's or Alabama's. You think about the way where Michigan has shown some humanity. It's been on the back end with Maryland throwing the ball, mm-hmm. Ohio State throwing the ball, and Ohio State has aliens in the wide receiver yep. before. Uh, Alabama threw the ball well yesterday. Yeah. Not necessarily a drop back pass. Not, on a four uh, not as good of a receiving core as, as what Michigan just saw Definitely in Ohio not. State. Definitely not. But Michigan has not seen anything like Jalen Milrow. And, and honestly, I don't think – Georgia had seen anything like Jalen Milrow, and I'm not sure anybody had seen that Jalen Milrow. Maybe LSU did. Sure, yeah. But they really seem to have kind of unlocked what he does best. And, and we saw a Jalen Milrow game against Georgia where he didn't make any of those mistakes that, that really kind of hamstrung him early in the season. Yeah, he played really clean football. And, and quite frankly, I think Michigan and Georgia are similar in the same way we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. They feed off your mistakes. Yeah. Does Georgia, Michigan, the exact same way? They're going to play tennis with you. They're going to continue to just run the football, take the take the air out of the game. Uh, if Jalen Milrow plays the kind of game he played yesterday against Georgia, Alabama's going to have a real good shot in that Rose Bowl. Very, yeah. very good chance. Yeah, and I'm just like the the plays that that they were running the 
at quarterback sweep, we talked about this on the field at the Georgia Dome, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes. I'm going back to saying that. Sorry, Georgia Dome. Uh, but that quarterback sweep where against Georgia, Georgia had it played correctly, but Alabama just blocked it effectively. Just elephants on parade on the perimeter. It, well, they, they were just, I mean, <laughs> pun intended, perfect, quite yes. frankly. I mean, but it, I mean, to, to like what you said, I mean, the, the athletic gap has definitely closed, like you said, between the rosters of Michigan's and the Georgia's and the Alabama's. But then you add Jalen Milrow into that, and it kind of makes that gap a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of just the, hey, well, any given third figured, down, he can make it happen like, for you. We, we know these quarterbacks have their favorites and, and who they like. And clearly Isaiah Bond and Jalen Milrow have a Bond, mm-hmm. pun intended, oh. as well. I mean, it, we, we, that, <laughs> we, that, I don't deserve that. that. that I don't good. deserve a fist pound for that. But they clearly have a connection that is developing over time. And you're going to have another you know, three weeks of practice to get that figured out against a really good defense. I'm trying to think, is this Michigan defense the best defense they'll have played? It's probably comparable to Georgia's yesterday. It's probably similar. I think it's yeah. probably, like you said, on the defensive line, they're probably better than Georgia, and at least in the interior with Kenneth Grant being yeah. like 340 and can yeah. chase down running backs from 20 <laughs> yards away. Like Poor that's Allen be, never saw it coming. That's going to be a different beast. Yeah. That's going to be a different beast. So I'm, I'm curious because Alabama, too, like we talked about, they're more of a – they probably scare you more when they get out on the perimeter. And yeah. so, I mean, if it ends up being a thing where, you know, you're running away from Kenneth Grant, what does that look like if you're Alabama? How does it set you up? Yeah. I, I, and then Harbaugh Saban. We've actually seen this game before in a Citrus Bowl. That's right. They have played yeah, each other did. once. We did it, see was, that. Yeah. it was not. It's not pretty. But this is a different mm-hmm. situation entirely. And listen, given everything swirling around Michigan, given that Jim Harbaugh has tried to go to the NFL a couple of times, and and I think still has that itch, and there's some jobs open that he might be a fit for, and the NCAA stuff, and 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 a lot of ands. This potentially is Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan's head coach or has a chance to make it his penultimate game as Michigan's head coach if they win? Like, there's going to be a lot here. If there were to be a spot where you would ride off into the sunset, and ride off into the sunset is maybe the wrong word if you lose that football game, but the backdrop of but if the you Rose beat Bowl, them, you got Alabama, yeah. I mean, golly. And the winner of this game is probably the favorite in the national title game. Yeah, and they should be. And even even, be, and even be. if it's Texas-Alabama in the rematch – Vegas doesn't change its mind easily. I don't think so. And, and no. they may and they may make Alabama favorite again in that game. Yeah. So- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So. This is this is going to be, in terms of drama, I, you know, I, I don't think people actually care about ratings, but if they think, yeah. if they did, this will get a massive rating. This will be very good. <laughs> this this will get be, a, I'm a, watching. A, well, that's kind of our job. Yep. But this will be one that I think everybody has on the bucket list of seeing Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban in the Rose Bowl with massive stakes. Now let's talk about the game in New Orleans because yes. I think this one could be a blast to watch because when these two offenses really get flying, there's not much anybody can do. 
Curious what the over is right now in the comes to that game in uh, in New Orleans. So That's I'm gonna, gonna be say I'm gonna say 68.5. Okay, I was gonna say somewhere in the 70 range. Yeah, yeah probably probably flirt I, with 70, I, think, 70 and a half. I think the defenses are a little better than we give them credit for. Definitely, and Texas looked awesome yesterday. Well, Texas's interior. We talked about aliens Tavondre on the Michigan. Sweat. Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy from Mars. Probably the best combo inside of anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. They are awesome. And Tavondre Sweat, we, we saw him catch a touchdown pass. Dual threat. Heisman there. Dual threat. Hey, I, I like it. I, I haven't I haven't filed my ballot yet. Okay. I mean, I can't I want to get you in trouble. I can't I'm say I, Heisman Trust don't pull my vote, but there we go. I'm just saying. So this could be an absolute blast. Michael Penix Jr. Because I think it was very interesting the dynamics leading into the Pac-12 championship game. It felt like Vegas especially, but but the world in general had just turned on Washington. They played tight games, lived dangerously between beating Oregon the first time and getting to the Pac-12 title game. Meanwhile, Oregon had just steamrolled everybody. Mm-hmm. But it never, nobody, and we talked about this on the show a lot last week, like, why wasn't anybody asking the question, and I, think, I guess a few of us were, if Washington beat them the first time, was there, a, was there a particular matchup problem that Washington was exploiting? And I think what it was is Washington's receivers were better than Oregon's corners. Definitely. And... I think Washington's receivers are probably going to be better than Texas's corners, too. The question is, can Texas's pass rush get to Penix in time to make that matter? Because I, I think you saw at points in the two games against Oregon, where Oregon did get pressure, they were very effective against Penix. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he found some time to throw, good God, that, that it's, it's so beautiful to watch. Yeah, and once they brought pressure, too, in that game, I, just watching that game, you kind of felt a little bit of like, Oh, whenever you bring someone from second or third level, usually there's some real estate mm-hmm. behind them. Yeah, you're Penix giving up was something. phenomenal at finding that. And then to flip it on its head, when you talk about defensively for Washington against Texas, I think that that over's in trouble yeah. because there's so many weapons for both these teams. Talking about Texas, you want to take away Xavier Worthy? We got Adam Mitchell. You want to take away one of those guys? We got Jatavian Sanders. So just the Jatavian Sanders is, the, is, is the biggest X factor of all because I think other than uh, Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Sanders is the best tight end in college football. Yeah. Now, I, I know the, the Loveland and, and Barner at Michigan want to say something about that. Fair. But Sanders is such a weapon. He's so versatile. And he really he makes it hard to defend them because you have to know what he's doing and you have to be aware of what he's doing on every play. And so he may not even be the target, or, or maybe, maybe he's like the third option, but you are focusing resources on him at all times. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing I would say, too, is both these teams are extremely poised. Like, we both have – we have two really just adult, mature teams. Look yeah. at that Texas defense, bunch of juniors and seniors. You, yeah. I mean, looked at Washington after they beat Oregon. It didn't feel like they won a Pac-12 title game. They yeah. were all just very much like, yeah, good win, awesome, on to the next one. And I was like, this is the last Pac-12 title game ever. Well, like, this, is, this is a big deal. Let's think about the evolution of Steve Sarkeesian, what this game means about that. This is So he's going to play against the program – where he was first to head coach. Mm-hmm. And what was what was the knock on Steve Sarkeesian at Washington? Couldn't just couldn't get past meh. Couldn't mm-hmm. he was eight and four, mm-hmm. kind of five hundred in the conference. That was what they were. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't ever get over that hump. And he gets the USC job. We know what happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to he has to leave the job. He goes into rehab. He gets everything together. Apart from that, the part in his personal life, he's evolved quite a bit professionally. I think the Steve Sarkeesian who coached Washington never could have done this this year with Texas. Like, they would have fallen apart after they lost to Oklahoma. This guy kept them together. 
had Texas playing in a way that we have not seen Texas play since the the height of the Mac Brown era. Absolutely. And I mean, I think the thing that sticks out to me is kind of that that checkpoint of getting back into football and who we got under football with uh, with Nick Saban. Like this team feels to me like playing their best ball at the right time, mm-hmm. tough in the interior. Uh, the way that he even talks about his team with the little things, talks about Keelan Robinson t- catching a touchdown, then running down on kickoff and making yeah. an attack. He's like, that's the standard we have internally. I mean, they, they remind me of a Nick Saban kind we, of team. We had Tavondre Sweat on my show, and I asked him what his favorite thing to do, like favorite bonding activity with the other defensive linemen was. You know what he said? Lift weights. Position meetings. There we go. That's a- Meetings are the most boring thing ever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what, what, what's your chosen can? Like, I'm, I'm thinking they're eating gummy worms together. Not even allowed to bring food in there. Wow. Like, and they just like being together and figuring out a way to wreck your offense. Like that's that, a ball. That's incredible. And, and it's rare. Like, there are not a lot yes. of teams that have that. I think the teams that get to this point are the ones that do. But Washington, let's talk about Washington's offensive line. Yeah. Because I think the, the country discovered there's some athletes up there watching that Pac-12 championship yep. game. Like, watching those dudes pull, they're moving. You're talking about 300-pounders that can get downhill in a hurry. The edge that I thought in the Pac-12 title game that was going to eventually lean towards Oregon was just that, the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, that first time around, yeah, Washington kind of diced them up, but Dylan Johnson getting downhill behind that offensive yeah. line, like, it's not just uh, we're going to scheme you up and spread you out. Right. It's like we're actually going to go maul you physically yeah. man-to-man, and they did that against Oregon, and I think it could be a very, very good matchup with And Texas. then I, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Kalen DeBoer. Yeah. Because it, I, there are very few coaches where you, you always feel like they have the right call on. Like, even when they get cute, you're like, ah, I see where he was going with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has been I – mean, I don't even give enough credit to what he's done there in yeah. such a short period of time at Washington. I mean, heck, Alabama tried to get Ryan Grubbs away from him this Absolutely. past offseason. Yeah. He was able to keep him. I think it speaks volumes to what he's built there and the belief they have internally. I, I just – I'm very excited about these two games. I feel so bad for Florida State. Let's talk about them a little more. Yeah. I don't want – I realize all the discussion is probably going to move on to the, to the playoff itself. But let us – Talk about the job that Mike Norvell has done over the past four years. I, I remember when he was 0-4 year two. They'd lost to Jacksonville State. It felt like everything was falling apart. It felt like they would never be able to figure it out. The, the fan base wanted him fired, but they, they just fired Willie Taggart. They didn't really have the money to fire anybody else. And he said he had a press conference. He got testy with, with somebody asking a question. Hmm. And he said, I know it will get better because I see it every day and we're not changing. And you saw it that year where they fought and fought and fought. They didn't didn't win them all, but they kept fighting. And then last year, they had that three-game losing streak and everybody's like, are we sure this is the guy? And then they rail off a winning streak. And then this year, everything comes together. And what sucks is that everything came together and the system prevented them from actually competing for a championship. Legitimately, one of the, from the outside looking in, at least by nature of how they've won games and how they've progressed since he's been there, got to be one of the strongest cultures in college football. Absolutely. And, and he's done and, it with transfer they, Right, they keep bringing portal guys, guys in. And, Coleman, and, yeah. Jaheim Bell, Jordan Travis is a transfer, yeah. eventual site. I mean, guys that made big time, not just like role players, like big Huge. time contributors. Jared Burse. It's incredible. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think 
this is, I mean, if you're a Florida State fan, let's call it a spade a spade. Like this, this sucks. This it's absolutely awful. sucks. And there's nothing, there's nothing that you feel like you should do differently no. besides have maybe some better luck with how things went in that North Alabama get your, game. Get I yourself mean, in just, the SEC of the Big Ten. It's just, like, I mean, it's and and I realize horrific. that's not horrific. That's probably not possible with the grant of rights, but it is like we we talked about that all August. That's what they want to do. And if they were in one of those leagues this year, they'd probably be in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, they definitely would if they had this record. But it's just, it, it's, there, I, I feel so bad. And I've talked to different coaches who've been through this. I remember uh, talking to James Franklin after Penn State was left out of the playoff in 2016 when they won the Big Ten, mm-hmm. but Ohio State was put in instead. Uh, well, literally, what it was, actually, Washington got in over Penn State. Ohio State was the three seed. But if you're sitting there watching a team you beat in the conference you play in, get in. What do you say to your team? There's nothing you can say. And I'm curious to see how they respond to this. Because if it's anything like a Mike Norville operation we've seen to this point in the year, I think they'll probably go out in the bowl game and play really good football. The problem is, are those draft guys going to play in That's the bowl a big game question. at all? Because yeah. it's, it's going to be – they're going to the Orange Bowl. Like, we, we don't have to wait for the bowl show on that one. Contractually, mm-hmm. they're going to the Orange Bowl. And I believe contractually, they're going to have to play Jordan. It's a tough draw. It's the next highest ranked – Big Ten or SEC team. So which one was five? Was Georgia five? Georgia, I mean, Georgia was Georgia six. Was Georgia was six. six. Georgia, yeah, so they're playing Georgia. It's a tough draw. Yeah. It's not a fun draw. But none of Georgia's draft guys are going to be there either. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see what Brock Bowers does in this one. Because he seems like he's a guy that just said multiple times, He I did. Yeah, play. he did I say, I don't care if my foot falls there. off my, my leg. I, I'm playing. Let's see. So, like, let's see. Yeah. That's, so. I, you know, given what we've seen from this Florida State team, I could see some of those guys getting together, like the Jared Verse getting those guys together and saying, let's do it. Let's just show that they that they didn't beat us, you know. And if they beat Georgia, Andy, are they I mean, are they UCF in it and hanging a banner? I mean, I mean, I think no. like internally you gotta at least. You can't they've made, like, they made, they made, they made they made fun of UCF too much. They made they made too much fun of UCF. You can't do that. Maybe don't hang a banner, but yeah. I think it would do a lot just for the hey, but, but this I do, is what we were capable of. I do of, have some missed out on very it. hard conversations with the conference leadership about what happened two years ago, because this is their fault. Like, there should be a 12-team playoff right now. Mm-hmm. Florida State would be in it. Yeah. But there's not. And the tough part is, too, because now you're moving forward and saying, well, things got to change. Like, oh, no, no, they are changing next year. So it's yeah. like... But that doesn't you know, do these people just, any good. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. If you're yeah, there. it's just, it, it, it sucks for them. For us, the viewers, it's a pretty intriguing playoff. Yeah. I think they got it right. At the end of the day, as 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 wild I don't as think there was a say, right answer. I, yeah, I I don't th- I don't think they could have gotten it right. The that's system fair. sucked so bad that they had no right answer, and that's why they're getting rid of the stupid system. Unfortunately, they're getting rid of it one year too late. I think they did the best that they could have with the information they had. Correct, and so Michigan Alabama Rose Bowl, yep, Texas Washington Sugar Bowl. The winners will play for the national title. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a blast to watch.